0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Where was the one-game bump for the Panthers? Why didn't the Panthers get a one-game bump of energy and enthusiasm? And I didn't even realize what it meant until I was thinking about it today. Because the one-game bump is, is pretty tried and true. You get an interim head coach or a backup quarterback being thrust into that role. Everybody plays with higher energy. You rally around that person. You recognize they're in a very, very difficult spot, and you give a little extra oomph to to make their job easier. I've seen it at every level of football. Heck, NC State got it twice this year. When they benched Brendan Armstrong, went to MJ Morris, the Marshall game, Rally around him, everybody. Get the young guy ready. MJ Morris decides to redshirt. Brennan Armstrong comes back in for Wake Forest. They're still riding that one-game bump of, of Brennan Armstrong coming in and getting his confidence back because everybody rallied around him. Mm-hmm. The Panthers fired their coach, brought in an interim head coach, Chris Tabor, supposedly a, a crowd favorite. That's why they named him a team favorite, and they got no rally, no bump. No energy, no extra enthusiasm, no, hey, coach is out there trying to make a name for himself. Let's go out there and give everything we got for him. It was the same old listless lack of energy that we've expected from the Panthers this year. And usually if a coach gets fired, it's it's indicative of the players and how they're playing, too. Mm. It's like, hey, that guy got fired, but it's because you all have not been playing up to the standard that we expect. Yeah, pick it up. And they just didn't. The outlook and vibe of the Panthers didn't get the boost you'd anticipate. What is the cause of that? I think quite high likelihood of selfishness. Selfishness. And and you start connecting the dots to some other things we've heard. Uh, there's an athletic report out there on the culture within the Panthers, and and one of the the uh, anecdotes, one of the reports being done is. Uh that there are assistant coaches and even the GM that were going around Frank Reich and talking to David Tepper about how Frank Reich was, and the offensive staff may have been mishandling Bryce Young's development. Talk about that kind of selfishness, right? You're trying to distance yourself from a problem that you're the, you're a part of, right? It's not me. I'm not doing it. It's his fault. That's not how any of this works. That's selfish. If you don't give a boost to your effort and intensity to rally around someone who is in a tough situation like Chris Tabor was, what does that say about you? Right? If you're not rallying to help someone else who needs it, what does that say about you? You're not worried about them. You're not worried about someone else. You're not worried about helping them. You're not worried about it. You're worried about you. If If Frank Reich is doing something you don't think is right in the development of Bryce Young, running to David Tepper... That's you worrying about you, right? You want him to know that you're not a part of it. Instead of trying to convince Frank Reich to do what you think is right, and then living with whatever decision he makes because he's the head coach, and you're a part of the same team. Like it's 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 part of being a team. If a, if a wide receiver says goes to the, the quarterback and says I was open on that play, that's fine, right? If the wide receiver goes over the, the quarterback's head to the offensive coordinator and says, he's never thrown it to me, he misses it, that's selfish, right? Selfishness is the worst thing to infect a team because inherently, like ultimate team game, you have to be, uh, you know, I always say when things go bad, you attract the, the blame. When things go well, you deflect the credit, right? Mm-hmm. When things, go, when things are going bad for the Panthers and everybody's trying to deflect the blame, that's reverse. What you want it to be is when things are going well, you have the offensive coordinator going, oh, you know, the head coach just sets us up, puts us in a great position. You got the head coach saying, my staff and my players, they deserve all the credit. The players saying the coaches are putting us in perfect positions. The the coaches are saying the players are really executing uh, at, at Going above and beyond what our play calls are doing. Everyone's and bought in. Every everyone's bought in. And then when things are going poorly, I need to be better. Starts with me, right? I need to fix it. It's a coaching issue. This is coming from the head coach. The offensive coordinator says, hey, the, you know, the head coach really gives us the the rein to own our offense, and I need to get us in in, in shape. The quarterback saying, Coach's calling great plays, we got to execute better. I have to execute better. It's an attraction thing. There's none of that with the Panthers. I will say actually, Bryce Young does does say it that's because he always says the right thing. Mm-hmm. It seems like everything we hear about the internals of the Panthers, selfish. And then the fact that you don't get the one game bump, that Chris Tabor was out there flapping in the breeze, right, with dreams of uh building his head coaching resume off of this little interim run and and asking the the players just to give him a little bit more effort, and they said, "Bah." How about the same amount of effort? Maybe even a little less than we've been given. I mean, heck, we might even get a lead, but we won't hold it for more than a play or two. Which is exactly what happened, by the way. Selfishness is... is It's rust on a boat. It spreads quick, and it's hard as heck to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And And once it gets in, it's... It's the factions, right? Then this yep. group is blaming that group. That group is blaming the other group. The defense is blaming the offense. Coaches are blaming the players. The players are blaming the coaches. And and nobody's working towards a solution. One of my favorite phrases. Be a solutions guy, not just a problems guy. Mm-hmm. Be a solutions person, not just a problems person. It, it's It's one of the best pieces of career advice I've ever been given. Is if you have a problem, when you go to your boss with the problem, have a suggesting solution, right? Hey, just so you know, the microphones aren't working right now, right? Because this is my industry that I'm thinking of, right? Showed up at the studio, the microphones aren't working. If you want us to, we can take the remote equipment, go into the other room, and it'll be like a remote But home, right? we're going to do it as if we're somewhere else. That way we don't have to use the mics in our studio. Right? That's presenting a problem that is a huge problem, by the way. Microphones aren't working and it's radio. (laughs) Big problem. But also saying listen, we've got a kind of a workaround for now so you can focus on the big problem and we'll take care of getting a show on the air. Like that is important. Right now it feels like everyone in the Panthers are going like Bryce Young's not developing. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Okay. Well, is there, how do we fix it? Right? Like, like give us, give us the the way to to do it better. Give it, let, let's all get in a room and try to solve this thing. Like, like, be a solutions person, not just a problems person. That's your that's your job as a coach. It is when you see the problems, you got to figure out the solutions to fix it. And it's your job as a player, right? Like, like, um, hey, I'm you know, I want to throw that dig, I want to throw that deep in route, but every time I do, it feels like that safety's right on top of it. Do you think we could cut it a yard and a half short, one step short? right do you think he could round the cut rather than running up and running like a right angle cut because that way he'll get there a bit faster like bring solutions to the table and then the the coach might say no it's a dumb idea the coach also might say like all right let's try it mm-hmm. like let's run it in seven on seven see how it feels it's not just about distancing yourself from the problem saying Oh, it's not my job it's about solving the problem anyone that's ever worked in People are probably listening to this, probably realizing this sounds like my job. Yeah, it's it's seriously it's the it's the it's the the office politicking and this person isn't doing the thing right. And I can't do this because of this or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you can do all these things behind mm-hmm. the back. And then the problem where that that continues to rise is when the person that's up top doesn't squash it. Because if player, if assistant coaches were going to David Tepper, why isn't Tepper going to Frank Reich? Like, hey, your coaches are coming in here and saying this kind of stuff. Let's have a mediation. Let's fix this thing. Exactly. It's it's okay. you, like, don't you guys th- figure it out, and if it doesn't going to work, someone's got to go. Assistant coach A goes to Tepper and says, Frank Reich this, Frank Reich that. Oh, really? Okay, well, you, you stay right here. I'm going to call Frank and get him up here. Yeah. We're all The three of us are going to be in a room. We're going to figure this out right now. And, and just so you know, Assistant Coach A, my solution might be shut your mouth and listen to the head coach, mm-hmm. right? Because he's the head coach, and, and that's kind of his job. There's a but rank and file here. Exactly. So, so we're going to get to the bottom of it. Maybe there is something we could do a little bit better, but also maybe you don't come to the owner's box ever again. This is the story of the one. There is some good news hidden in all the dysfunctional reports out of the Panthers facility. In theory, based on all the reports, I believe the problems are fixable. This isn't some kind of uh, immovable object. right? They're like, uh, if, if your team is slow, if your team isn't fast enough, there's a saying we have for that. You know what that saying is? You can't teach speed right? If if you're not fast, you're not fast, right? If your basketball team is short, you don't have the size to match up with opposing teams, bigs. Your, your team is small. That's what that's what, can't fix it. You can fix with decision-making and maybe different advice or different, different con, con, consultations or whatever. Uh, you can teach accountability and trustworthiness and you can treat, uh, patience. David Tepper and, and Trust me, I'm here with it. I've done a lot of it. I hear all of the, the criticisms of David Tepper, the owner. I believe, and I've said this multiple times on air, so this is not some some new revelation for me. I believe he wants to win. I believe he wants to win. I believe he's put his money where his mouth is a few times, right? He, he tried Matt Rule. Didn't work. It's pretty obvious he looked at it and said the reason Matt Rule didn't work is because he didn't have NFL experience. So what did he do with the next coaching staff? There was like 230 years of NFL experience on the coaching staff. He tried to fix it. Now, did he? No. You know, he solved one problem, creating many more. But but I believe he wants to win. Now it's about what is the next fix, right? If he looked at the Matt Rule era, and said the problem was a lack of NFL experience, the guy solved that. Now, it turns out that ended up creating other problems, but he solved that. So when he looks at the Frank Reich experience, is he going to more accurately diagnose the cause of the failure? Do you think he has someone in his life telling him about the things that need to change? And do you think he will listen? Right. If if, if somebody gets in his face and says, the reason you did not win, the reason it didn't work out is because there was no accountability or there was no trust up and down the hierarchy of power within your program or your relationship with assistant coaches and or GMs upended the ability for the head coach to have the proper relationships with those, those people in your facility. If he hears that and he decides that's the big fix, then I think the Panthers could be on the path towards, towards moving in the right direction. They, can, they could be on the path towards being on the path towards being in the right direction, right? It's, it's, it's not easy, but it's fixable, right? It, it's not some kind of impossible-to-solve riddle. It's a matter of having the, the self-awareness and the discipline to do it, which we're not sure he has the ability to do, but we've seen people do it in the past, right? I think, I think most of us know somebody, or maybe it was you, and you have a, a whole bunch of self-awareness to understand this, but I think most of us know somebody who you're like, man, that guy, he used to be so cocky, or oh, man, that guy, he used to be so selfish, or that girl. Yeah, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad they matured. I'm glad they grew up. I'm glad they saw the error of their ways. Maybe you had a boss like that, right? A boss that you watched over over a decade, kind of uh, uh, better themselves at, at their job by reacting and and being coached to to manage better. Could that be Tepper? Could it? Maybe. Right in the NFL, you can go from really bad to really good faster than you think. I get frustrated when someone's like, "Oh, that's a five-year rebuild." I'm like, pretty much every team is two years away from being good, or at the most. One quick way, one quick year away from being really bad. Yes, I mean that's also true. You yeah, can, you know, there's the, the, everyone always says that, you know there's one division every year where someone goes worse to first. And there's usually one division every year where someone goes first to worse. Also, uh, but but it's like you know, look at the Texans. Think of where the Texans were two years ago. Were they in a worse spot than than the Panthers are right now? Probably, right? Deshaun Watson's situation was going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their their front office was being ridiculed. They had no real – you know, DeAndre Hopkins was gone. They, They had no real pieces that they were building around. And now they have one of the most exciting quarterbacks in the league. They have two really stud young wide receivers. They have a, an edge rusher that they're looking to build around. And they have a coach that they feel is, is ready to make, make the move in D'Amico Ryan's. Mm-hmm. That's two years. And they were from a worse spot than the Panthers are right now. They're a team that went, they're now their fourth head coach in four years, by the way. Like I, like I said, they were yeah. a laughing stock. Even as recently as the draft, and I was part of this group, when they traded up to get Will Anderson and they gave up their first-round pick for this upcoming year, I thought that was the dumbest move ever. I was like, you you just gave a top-three pick away. And, oh, gosh. What, for Will Anderson, I mean, I like Will Anderson, but goodness gracious. Turns out they might make the playoffs. That might end up being like the 22nd pick, and they got their edge rusher of the future. And they have Cleveland's first-round pick because of Deshaun it, it, Watson, which it, might be a top-15 pick. It's It's... You can go from really bad to really good faster than you think in the NFL, but you need to make sure that the reason, like you need to fix the reasons that you got in that hole, right? You need to fix the reasons why you dug yourself to the really bad portion of the league. So if you're the Panthers, turns out it wasn't a lack of NFL experience on your coaching staff that was holding you back. Turns out there's probably a cultural thing here that you have to fix. If I'm David Tepper. I'm finding someone that's that's ironically because he was a part of the Steelers for a long time. I'm finding someone that's been in the front office of Seattle or Baltimore, and I'm hiring them and'm they're not the only ones. those are just examples, just good kind of well-run organizations. and I'm hiring them just to be like a thermometer. Like I just want you to be around, walk into any meeting you want. Walk into any any room you want to, any film session, and just observe. And if if something pops up that you're like, "Ooh, that's no good," I want you to let me know. (laughs) Like, and then let's fix it. Like, that's that's what they need. Because right now they're not operating as a good franchise. It's fixable, but only if you make it a a uh, priority to actually fix it. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently.